In Thailand, Mother's Day is celebrated on the 12th August of each year. It celebrates the mothers who are extremely precious to their children, as you will all know. The mother is compared to that of an arahant of their child, or like the venerable monk at home. No matter however bad a child does, the mother will always forgive them. When the child does something good, the mother will be joyous. And if they do anything wrong, the mother won't try to make it worse. And when it's the right time, they will try to teach them to become a good person again. And they'll protect them from dangers. There's one example of a mother in the Buddha's time who was extremely praiseworthy. She was a Brahmin named Mantani. Her husband's name was Bhagawa, and he was the Brahmin chaplain of King Basenadi of the city of Sawati. Being pregnant at night, she gave birth to a son. Throughout the city, all the weapons sparkled with fire. The Brahmin Bhagawa knew that his son was born in the constellation of the bandit. He would later kill many people. The next morning, the Brahmin consulted with King Pasenadi. My son will be a bandit, acting alone rather than in a group. King Pasenadi said for him to raise his son properly. He knew that this boy named Ahingsaka could pose no harm to himself or his kingship as he had many soldiers and could kill him if necessary. So after Bhagawa received the kindness of King Pasenadi and once his son was older, he sent him to study at Takasila. Because Ahingsaka was so gifted, the other students were very jealous of him. They went in three separate groups to tell their teacher that Ahingsaka was plotting against him. Eventually the teacher believed this false rumour and then he decided the best way to deal with Ahingsaka. He fooled Ahingsaka into believing that he would teach him the highest knowledge that would require him to get 1,000 fingers from 1,000 people. Ahingsaka went into the Jalini forest. Ahingsaka went into the Jalini forest and killed so many people, even small children and women, until his name became Angulimala because he wore the fingers tied in a garland around his neck. Angulimala had got 999 fingers on his garland. The homeless villagers fleeing from Angulimala trekked to Sawati. Weeping and lamenting, the king heard all about Angulimala. Although Angulimala's background was not yet known, the Brahmin Bhagawa knew that it was his son. He had known from birth that this is what his son would become. King Persenadi had no choice but to prepare an army to capture Angulimala. Here, the Brahman, knowing this, consulted with his wife, Lady Mantani. On hearing this, she quickly went out to find her son, 
to tell her son that King Persenody was preparing an army to capture and kill him. She had such great willingness to sacrifice for her son. She risked entering the forest and if her son didn't remember who she was, he could kill her. Or else, if King Persenody found out that she was betraying him, he may capture and kill her. But out of her great love, even when her son was such an evil murderer, she had the love and compassion to try to help him. Where would you find someone with this good and beautiful heart? But I think that many of those who are mothers would understand this feeling. Although Angulimala had spotted his mother, the Buddha had earlier perceived that Ahimsaka could become an Arahant in this life. But if he killed his mother, that would be one of the most evil acts possible and that would result in him being born in Awiji hell and being unable to see the Dhamma in this life. So the Buddha came in front of Angulimala. Angulimala saw the Buddha alone. When usually people would fear their safety, so traveling groups of 10, 20, 30, 40, even 50 men. But this monk came alone. Angulimala thought that he must be very heedless. So he ran with his full strength to kill this monk instead. But the Buddha used his psychic powers to seem as if he was just walking. And even with Angulimala's full strength, he couldn't catch the Buddha. Angulimala stopped and said, Stop, monk, stop, monk. The Buddha said with his voice full of metta and wisdom, I have stopped, Angulimala. It's you who hasn't stopped. Angulimala thought, Why would this monk lie? Though this monk is walking, yet he says he has stopped. The Buddha said, I have stopped forever, given up harming any living beings, but you have not stopped killing, and so that is why I have stopped and you have not. The teaching entered his heart until it flipped it over, changed Angulimala. He gave up his cruelty and he put down and threw away his bow, sword and all his weapons. He realized that he had been deluded and had been misled by the wrong teachings from his old teacher. Today, he finally understood. His spiritual merits and potential ripened, and he asked to become a monk under the Buddha. The Buddha gave him the Ehi Bhikkhu Upasampada, saying, Come forth, Bhikkhu. Well taught is the Dhamma. Lead the holy life to make a complete end of suffering. Venerable Angulimala was given the eight basic requisites of a monk and practiced as a very composed monk, as if one who had ordained for a hundred years. He followed the Buddha back to Jetawana Monastery. King Persenadi at this time was leading an army to kill Angulimala and passing Jetawana stopped first to pay respects to the Buddha. King Persenadi entered Jetawana and the Buddha, upon finding out that the king was going to take an army to kill Angulimala, asked him if Angulimala was wearing the yellow robes and had gone forth from the home life into homelessness, 
how would you treat him? I would invite him to accept the four requisites. The Buddha extended his arm and said, Here, great king, this is Venerable Angulimala. The king was greatly alarmed and fearful, but after regaining his composure, went over to Venerable Angulimala and offered to support him with all the monk's requisites. But as Angulimala had taken up the strict ascetic practices, eating only from the bowl, living in the forest, and using only the three robes, he replied to the king that he couldn't accept the robes offering from the king. This is a great miracle. How marvellous that the Blessed One can subdue one of an evil mind with Dhamma. Now when Angulimala went for arms, people would throw stones and sticks until blood ran down from his injured head. The Buddha, out of kindness to Angulimala, taught him a verse of truth. Since I was born with the noble birth, I have never intentionally killed a living being. By this truth, may you and the infant in your womb be safe. Venerable Angulimala used this verse of truth when one woman was undergoing a very difficult childbirth. This helped the woman to give birth easily. Soon, reciting this verse to others would help them to give birth easily as well. And with this, the people gained faith in Venerable Angulimala and so didn't harm him like before. Apparently, Angulimala had been a turtle in one of his past lives. He had saved the lives of 1,000 fishermen, but after this they betrayed him by killing him and sharing his flesh to be eaten amongst themselves. Only one child who had been saved didn't take part in this, and they became Angulimala's mother in this life. This is a karma ripening from a deed done in a previous life. But when he could give up that karma through refraining from killing living beings, then the good karma that he had done previously fruited and could attain to becoming an arahant. And he was held as one of the 80 eminent disciples of the Buddha. So all of you should reflect on the great love of a mother who has such great love for her child, giving them everything and even being willing to sacrifice their life for them. Like Lady Mantani, Venerable Angulimala's mother, who knew that she may lose her life by trying to help him, but would still do it. So reflect on the great virtue of your father and mother. There is one teaching of an Arahant Bodhisattva who taught, Your mother and father grows old at home and you never look after them. Then why do you bother making merit by giving to the monks? The meaning is that the mother and father are like the Arahant to their children, the monk in the house. And if we don't look after them, then we have no gratitude at all. One tries to make merit elsewhere, but the ones close by, they don't even make merit there. Then why make merit in another place? This is a teaching of an Arahant Bodhisattva. So contemplate and reflect on this. This is sufficient for the Dhamma teaching today. <laughs>